Hey, what's going on, church? Thank you so much uh, for tuning in uh, with you. My name is Deshaun, one of the pastors here at Hill City. So glad that you uh, joined us uh, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you find yourself at, uh, whatever time of the day. Uh, we just thank you for making Hill City a part of your day, a part of your week. Uh, it's going to be a great, uh, great day. Uh, I'm claiming it uh, for you and for myself <laughs> as well. Uh, maybe you're tuning in and maybe you're, you know, you just finished breakfast save a piece of bacon for me. I'm starving right now <laughs> uh, for it. But uh, again, so glad that you guys are here. Maybe it's first time uh, as well. Sorry you get me uh, today, <laughs> but uh, I pray that uh, you are blessed by this message, encouraged by this message. Uh, we're still in the Roman series, and I don't say still like I don't uh, like that. Uh, I love the series that we're in as we just uh, been diving through uh, Romans um, and these last two weeks, even uh, Romans chapter 12, which we'll finish up today. Uh, the last two weeks, uh, you know, Pastor Matt kicked us off with Romans 12 and uh, Pastor Charlie even last week uh, kind of hit on kind of that middle portion of Romans 12, man. And it's it's been incredible. So if you if you missed a, a couple weeks, go back, look at those messages. Uh, I, I feel like I'm hoping I, I wrap them up nice, uh, but they did a great job kicking us off. Uh, so hopefully, again, I can finish it up. But you can turn with me to Romans chapter 12. We're going to start right around uh, verse uh, 9. And uh, hopefully you got your Bibles charged or maybe the leather bound, whatever that is. But uh, follow me there. Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 9. And it says, I'm reading from uh, New King James, New King James Version. Uh, so it says, let love be without hypocrisy. Arbor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and not curse them, and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil having regarded for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peacefully with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place for wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed them. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals on fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil uh, with good. Let's pray, church. Dear Father, we thank you. We love you. Lord, we just thank you for waking us up this morning. Lord, we just thank you for breath in our bodies. Uh, we just thank you for all that you are in our lives. Lord, we just ask that you are just blessed today. Uh, Lord, as we dive, uh, continue to dive into Romans uh, chapter 12, Lord, we just ask that you will reveal uh, all that uh, you, you want us to see. Uh, in this, Lord, I just ask that my words be your words uh, and that would that you would even bless us individually, corporately as well, uh, show us fresh revelation uh, as well. Uh, just let us, uh, your word condemn us, convict us. Uh, we just ask that you would do what only you can do during our time. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. Cool. So Romans chapter 12, verse 9 kicks off. Uh, and, you know, when I was studying this, I was uh, honestly thinking, I'm like, man, it, it seems weird that 
Paul kicks off with, you know, let your love uh, be without hypocrisy or let your love be genuine. And I'm like, man, that seems like it came out of nowhere because at the beginning of the, you know, the chapter, he talks about, you know, how uh, we should have a renewed mind, you know, how we shouldn't think highly of ourselves. You know, uh, he talks about us being a part of one body and how we have, you know, these spiritual gifts and how we should use them a servant of one another. And then uh, he kicks off uh, Romans 9, I mean, verse 9, and he's like, hey, let your love be, uh, you know, without hypocrisy. And I'm like, man, Paul, I mean, it seems seems abrupt, you know, but do you, <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you look at the overarching, uh, kind of step back and look at the overarching theme of this chapter 12, uh, that you will see that it's all about love. Like this whole chapter uh, is simply about uh, love. Um, Paul talks about, uh, you know, as he talks about us being uh, loving without uh, hypocrisy, loving, you know, genuine. This is a genuine kind of love. This is, uh, you know, a, a, a real love. This is the love that Mary J. Blige was searching for. You know, you know, Alexa, uh, play uh, Real Love by Mary, Mary J. Blige. Uh, Paul is simply uh, pretty much calling us uh, for a behavior that a renewed mind uh, produced. You know, with the renewed mind, we need uh, we need a renewed mind to think as a body of Christ. But we also need a renewed mind uh, to to love uh, genuinely. You know, Paul basically is echoing Jesus here uh, when Jesus is uh, you know calling for us believers uh, to not live of the standards of the world. Uh, you know, when he uh, called us. Uh, to uh, kind of take on some heavenly standards, uh, you know, and live out those out and not live out the worldly uh, view on things. And, you know, Paul calls us uh, to have that renewed mind, but not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Uh, You know, I believe even in this chapter, uh, verse nine, he kind of starts echoing and uh, I believe rewriting Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, famous Sermon on the Mount. You can find that in Matthew 5 uh, and 6, uh, you know, where uh, Jesus is calling forth for all believers uh, to live a certain way, live a certain, have a certain standard uh, that's set aside uh, from uh, the world. See, see, the love of God uh, calls us to live. Excuse me, uh, to look different than what society may produce. It's going to, it's going to look different. Um, the way God calls us to live is going to look different than what we grew up in, or what we maybe live around, or what we might see. Uh, it's going to look different, and that's okay. Uh, it's challenging, <laughs> but that's okay. That's something to kind of uh, to even take hold on. And I'm not talking about again that uh, emotional love, maybe you know that you have for a boyfriend, girlfriend, or a uh, husband uh, and wife. Uh, you know, not the butterflies you get or the warm fuzzies, as someone call it. Um, but I'm talking about again that true love. Uh, that genuine uh, love, the love that I believe Paul is talking about here and what Jesus is talking about is that kind of love that you can see even in uh, 1 Corinthians 13. You know, you, you're familiar with it. You know, love is patient, love is kind, uh, doesn't envy, doesn't boast, that kind of love. See, these passages in, in Romans chapter 12 as well as 1 Corinthians are uh, familiar passages that you might hear at weddings. Uh, you know, I've heard them uh, at weddings. I've repeated them <laughs> at weddings. I've also used them when I officiated weddings. Um, and if we're not, uh, and they're totally okay, don't get me wrong, great passages for it because it talks about love. And uh, that's a great part <laughs> of, of marriage is talking about what love looks like. Uh, but if we're not careful, we'll just subject those to just a love that only should be shared with the husband and wife, but only in the context of marriage. And that's not it at all. This is a love that uh, should be shared amongst uh, everyone, amongst all God's people. This is a love that's uh, vertically and horizontally. It's a godly love, but it's also a love 
uh, for one another. Uh, therefore, having a, a transformed mind is so important. Uh, I believe that's why uh, uh, Paul kicks off the top of it with saying, hey, you have to have a transformed mind uh, because if without it, you're not able to think this way. You're not able to uh, do what God is calling you to do without having that renewed mind uh, and with that fresh, even outlook uh, on what that could look like. And that's the only kind of love that God is calling us to do and, and have. Uh, so after at Paul wraps up, even in verse uh, nine, kind of the second half of verse nine, uh, he says, uh, you know, arbor what is evil, cling to what is good. Uh, basically he's saying literally hate evil, don't associate with it, uh, but cling to what uh, is good, cling to God, cling to God's word, God is good. Uh, and that's what uh, Paul is calling us uh, to do. He goes on to kind of give some examples of what that looks like to kind of cling uh, to what that love, what, what love am I uh, talking about? Hey, let me give you some examples. Verse 10, uh, it says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference uh, to one another. I love how he describes it as brotherly love. You know, when you look at that Greek word, brotherly love, I won't pronounce it. I'm, I'm trying to pronounce English words. <laughs> so it's, it's even harder. But he, this Greek word is actually made up of two Greek words. Um, one being kind of a familiar New Testament um uh, kind of, you know, a normal word for love in the New Testament. Uh, and then the second uh, a word for that a Greek word, brotherly love, uh, it talks about kind of like the love of like a mother and child. It's like that, uh, the, mo uh, the love of a child and a father, or it's like a natural love that you would have. And that's what God is calling us to have, a natural love. Like, you know, we're all family now. He's like, hey, treat them like kin, treat them like family. Uh, treat them like you would your mom, your dad. I get it, everyone doesn't have, you know, that that relationship with you with your parents, maybe that way, but God is it's just like that natural love we have. And he wants that to ha us to have that for the people uh, of, of the Bible. Body of Christ, but also outside of the body uh, as well. He goes on long uh, kind of to say in verse 11, hey, not lacking in diligence, fervent in spirit or overflowing in passionate uh, spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing in steadfast in prayer, uh, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving in hospitality. This list that he gives, man, is it could be a bit much when you think about it, but I feel like it, it flows right along. Hey, he's saying being, be patient. Uh, have hope. Uh, he's saying, uh, you know, be um, um, uh, diligent in prayer, serving the Lord. He's saying, hey, make sure you're, you're praying. Make sure you're talking uh, to God. Make sure you're having that conversation uh, because I believe that's what that renewing of the mind uh, comes from, having that conversation, that prayer. He's saying, hey, distribute to their needs. Be generous. Uh, give. He's like, hey, give to those uh, in need. Uh, that's what I'm calling uh, you to do. Uh, so this list that he gives, even verse 10 through uh, 13, I'm, I'm with it. I'm following along. And then then I feel like Paul throws us a little curveball. He tried to sneak this in verse 14. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm tracking Paul. Uh, you know, I'm with you. I'm, I'm like, okay, let's go for it. And then chapter, I mean, verse 14, he's like, yeah, hey, bless those who persecute you. Yeah, yeah. I said, bless, the, bless them and not curse them. Paul, I, it's, that's tough. That's, that's a tough ask right there, Paul. I'm like, hey, I was tracking, but I, I don't know about this one, Paul. I don't know if you feel the way uh, that I feel uh, sometimes, but uh, he goes on and it's kind of more. He goes on along and says, hey, pay them uh, no evil with evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of man. He says, hey, live peacefully. Uh, he goes on, hey, vengeance is mine. Don't even, don't try to repay anybody uh, back. He's saying, uh, hey, if your enemy uh, is uh, thirsty, give him drink. If his enemy is, uh, you know, uh, hungry, give him uh, something uh, to uh, eat. 
that's tough ball. Like, you know what I mean? If I'm if I'm honestly and, and you look at it, hey, that that's the true love that I believe God is calling us to do. See, uh, true love is not it's not just always in environments um, that are good, like good environments. Like, you know what I mean? It's like not always with healthy relationships you might have uh, in your life. It's not lived out in perfect environments. That's not what God is calling us to do. It's perfect environments, imperfect environments. Uh, and if, if I can be honest and, and kind of be, you know, share a little bit with you and be a little vulnerable, whenever I see verses like, you know, when Jesus calls us to, you know, to love our enemies or, uh, you know, bless those who persecute you. I kind of skip over those verses. And let me tell you why. Not that I'm like opposed to him, like he wasn't talking to me, not at all. Like I need to obey those things. But I'm looking at him and I'm like, I don't, I don't have any enemies. Like I don't, I, I try, I feel like if we talk for a couple minutes, we're friends. Like, hey, we're best friends. Like, you know, I'm like, I do my best not to, you know, uh, try to offend anyone or anything. Like, I feel like I don't have no one trying to kill me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, the enemy of our soul, of course. But other than that, like, I'm like, I don't, I just don't feel like I have those enemies. I'm, I'm like, oh, I got that covered. It's like that, uh, it's like Hitch when, uh, that's my favorite, one of my favorite movies, Hitch. Uh, it's like that, that part where Will Smith is talking to Albert and he's like, he, hey, he's setting him up for his first date. And he's like, hey, I, I usually have a no dance policy, um, but if she dance, you can't just stand there. And, and Albert confidently, he's like, I got this. What's next? Like, you know what I mean? And Will's like reluctant, like, what do you mean? And then Albert proceeds to embarrass himself with some, some dance moves. Uh, but that's how I'm like. I'm like, I, I got that, God. Uh, but then I feel like when I had that, and I even asked a couple coworkers as well, hey, what, what do you think of the word enemies? Like, do you have enemies? And, um, and you know, when I, when I was saying that and even asking that, I feel like God brought a couple people in mind, uh, uh, you know, uh, to mind. And I, I thought about that. When you look at the word enemies and then even what the Bible says, you know, the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy you know, if, if you look at enemies as, you know, maybe they're not physically trying to kill you, but it, maybe they're trying to kill your dreams or uh, kill hope uh, in your life. Maybe they're trying to steal uh, your joy from you, steal your, uh, your peace from you. Uh, maybe uh, they're trying to uh, destroy relationships in your life. You know, if you, if you kind of define enemies that way, I feel like we, we might have a couple people in mind that God is talking to us to, hey, we need to show some brotherly love uh, too. We maybe need to, you know, go to lunch with them. You know, that's basically what the Bible is saying uh, too. And God is calling us, hey, to feed them, to, you know, if they're thirsty, give them a drink. You know, don't try to pay evil back with evil and, you know, don't try to get back at them. Like, no, like treat them as kin, treat them as family. Uh, and that's, church, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, if as I'm talking to you, I'm getting convicted uh, as well. I'm getting challenged as well, because it's not easy to do. Why? Because society would say something different. Somebody treats you wrong, somebody cuts you off, you know, on the road, hmm, you might curse them. I might not curse, you know what I mean? You know, but you you might curse, you know what I mean? You might throw up an ungodly gesture with your hands, or you might, you know, but God is saying, hey, don't wish evil on them, don't wish them a flat tire. Wish their gas, you know, lasts longer than they expect. You know, if your boss that is trying to kill a dream that you have or uh, trying to ruin a relationship, steal your joy. Don't get back at them. You know what I mean? Like, treat them out to lunch. Take them out to lunch. You might have a horrible boss. I don't have a horrible boss. I have a great boss. <laughs> I have a great boss. You know what I mean? So it's y'all bosses, you know, that, that are horrible. But God's saying, hey, treat them. Don't get them back. You know, don't treat them the way that the world would look at you to treat them or what you might have seen uh, others react 
God is saying, don't act like that. I got something better for you. Uh, I have a better way for you uh, to it. And, and I believe that's the, what he's calling us to do. Uh, and, and I love why he's calling us to do this. Because he's saying, if he's saying, hey, no, not pay evil with evil. Don't get back at them uh, for doing wrong. Uh, but he says, um, again, like I said, which would be natural for us to pay. But I like it. He says, hey, if, if you do this, if you pay back evil with good, I'm going to heat burning coals on their head. This is what I'm talking about, God. Like, hey, bring on the coals. I love the barbecue. I know what hot coals, <laughs> I know what hot coals look like, feel like. That hurts. Give me some hot coals, God. You know, pulling one of my enemies here. That's what I would want to do. I feel like that's how we all would act. Give him the pain, God. But he's not saying, of course, the hot coals isn't literally, but he's saying, hey, that 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 would be like almost like uh, a shame, a, a burden on them here, and that would lead them uh, to repentance. God wants to lead them to repentance, and your your reaction to how they treated you uh, wrong would lead them to repent. That's that's heavy when you think about it. It's it's saying like the way I treat someone can actually lead them into a relationship with God. Someone that treated me wrong, not just you know again someone I like. That's easy. Some treating loving someone that I like and get along with. Easy. Someone that I don't get along with or I don't really care for, it's a little tough, but that can actually lead them to repentance, uh, especially if they're a part of the body. If they're outside of the body, then that can lead them to a relationship with God. Imagine other people even watching how you react to how someone treats you. Like that can even uh, be a witness uh, in itself. I think it's more uh, uh, less about us and how we feel, but more about the result that could come from how we treat uh, others. God's calling us again to love a uh, genuinely true love, genuine uh, love. Uh, kind of when I when I think and uh, kind of even wrap up this thought that I have, I, I was reading a quote by a professor. Uh, he's out, uh, a professor out the um, St. Paul School of Theology, and he he said this. Uh, he said, "Sadly, uh, we seem to be uncomfortable with the nature and character of love being stressed in Romans 12, 1 through twenty one." Uh, because we have our own brand of love. Isn't that true? Like we've, we define what love should be. Like we have our personal uh, kind of definition of what love should be and who we actually should love. Uh, you know, it reminds me even in um, Matthew chapter 22 when uh, uh, the, one of the Pharisees was trying to trip Jesus up and he asked him, hey, what is the greatest uh, commandment uh, of them all? And, and Jesus responds, hey, love, uh, love your Lord God with all your heart, soul, uh, and mine. Uh, and then he says, uh, the second, that's the first and greatest. The second is, I love your neighbor as yourself. Um, God, God, Jesus knew, hey, it first starts with loving God. Like that's, that's the end all be all. Hey, love your God with everything, your heart, soul, and mind. But the second half is, is the interesting part because he says, love your neighbor uh, as yourself. And, uh, you know, we kind of, um, uh, kind of shrinking it down, I guess, with love God, love people. But I think it's important to see that second half as he says, love them as yourself, meaning, hey, you have to actually love yourself first. Before I can love someone else, I actually have to make sure I'm loving myself. And uh, I think that's the, the steps that Jesus gives is so important. It's love God, make sure you're loving yourself because then you can love others well. If you skip a step, if you skip the, and kind of leave God out of it and try to love yourself and then love others, you're going to come up with your own definition of love. You're going to, uh, you know, and depending on how you grew up, depending on your environment that you grew up in, that can look a ton of different ways. Love can look 
unfortunately, you know, especially maybe abuse was involved or that can be, you know, viewed as love. So you can have your own definition of it. But if you start with loving God first, um, I, I believe we get the true definition. God is love. So we get the true definition of love. We we see how he sees us. You know what I mean? We um, we find our value in him. We find uh, every our well-being in him. But then we're able to love ourselves because we know uh, the God of, uh, of all, the God of creation loves us and want to be in relationship with us. And, and he sees value in us. Uh, so we're able to love ourselves. Then we're able to treat others the way we want to be treated because we know our value. We know who we are and whose we are. So I, I love that step where it's like, hey, love God, love myself, then you're able to love uh, others. And that's the love, uh, I believe, that God is calling us uh, to love. That's that genuine love. That's that true love, that brotherly love that Paul is talking about here. See, Church, Romans 12 is pretty much a, um, it's all about developing the mind of Christ. Uh, so we can uh, show what the, the will of God is, the perfect, uh, the good, the acceptable will uh, of God. And I don't know where you find yourself at right now. You know, I feel like this is a lot to take in. Romans, this this last portion of Romans 12, I feel like we could have spent another week on this, uh, honestly. And, um, you know, maybe you do find yourself where God has already put a couple people in mind where you need to show that brotherly love to. You need to uh, maybe treat them to lunch or, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. I feel like God can give you those next a step. So maybe you're, you're uh, here and um, you're kind of hearing God for the first time. Hey, what is who is this God? Maybe you heard him before. Uh, maybe you didn't know he desires a relationship uh, with you. And you're you're at the point where you're like, okay, I, I would love to come into a relationship. I would love to feel this love that uh, you're speaking of. And um, you, or maybe you find yourself of not loving yourself. Like, you know, I talked about, you know, loving God, but loving yourself so you can love others. Maybe you're in, in a place where uh, you don't know how to love yourself. Uh, wherever those steps may be, uh, I, I want to encourage you, like we're here as a church to walk alongside you. Uh, we have a care team, a care uh, where you can meet with the pastor. You can get someone to uh, pray with you, uh, talk uh, with someone where we can walk alongside you as you take these steps. You don't have to do it alone. It's not meant for you uh, to be, uh, uh, life is not meant for you to be done uh, done alone. But even this Christian walk is not meant for you to be uh, uh, alone in this. We have groups that you can uh, dive into uh, as well. We have all sorts of resources to help you along uh, the way. We're just here waiting, uh, waiting for you to even, like God, kind of inviting us into those situations. Situations and we want to walk along a side uh, of you. So if you do desire uh, that, do desire prayer, reach out to us on uh, the care page. Again, I, I pray that this encouraged you, but more importantly, honestly, in a good way, challenged you uh, to look in the areas of your life and see where that brotherly love, that, that love that God is calling his people to live by, those uh, heavenly standards that God is calling us to live by, uh, and see where you can start uh, I, I need to work on this. I need to tweak this a little bit. Uh, I pray that you're challenged that way. I know I was challenged, honestly, and I'm being truthfully, I'm challenged even as, again, like I got mentioned, speaking to you uh, about it. So as we even move forward together as a church, uh, having that brotherly love amongst each other, but also to those outside uh, of the church walls uh, as well. So uh, I pray you guys have a, a great week. I pray you guys have a great rest of the day as well. Let me pray this blessing uh, over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you and give you and all your relationships great, great peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Love you guys. See you next week.